0: He'll make it for sure. That's why I backed him on Tap Touch. You got the touch, you got the power. Got the touch? Choose Tap
1: Touch. Better your bet. Download the app today. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1-800-858-858. Hey
0: team, welcome back. Another week of footy flies by, and with so much to dissect, who better than two blokes who you'd happily let the other team use for fill-up numbers to go through it? Get comfortable and enjoy the listen.
1: Yes, hello all, welcome back to another episode of the Footy Yarn, where we yarn about footy. Um, As the title would suggest, as always, I'm joined by Matthew Arrowsmith. Matthew, how are you? Very well, thank you. How are you? Um, I'm good. Um, Obviously, I woke up today, I watched some footy. After that, I watched some footy. After that, I watched some more footy. Nice. And now we're here talking about some footy. So, it's been a really good Sunday. Um, There's only one way it could have been better. I was actually barred from playing some footy today. Odd. Well it was It was the case of um, You know I I tried to Not so much leave um, the, the, the club that we love In, in Kenwick You know yeah. we love The Kenwick Football Club oh, oh. Um, But um, Obviously I'm not available For Saturdays yeah. For this season Because I go to Waffle Colts games Each yep. weekend And uh, I have a few friends Who play uh, Country footy For yeah, Darren yeah. um, The mighty Darren Tigers yep. um, And they said You know We're playing Wong and Hills Big game We need numbers In the twos And I said Colour me keen. I'm down for a trip to Wongan with the boys. So, Wongan away day. You know, I'm feeling keen for it. Um, And the manager texts me and she's saying, you know, we need to get your details sorted to get your transfer from Kenwick. And uh, Saturday night, I get a message. Uh, Apparently, I still owe fees for Kenwick. So, my big big footballing return was put on delay. Didn't know I owed fees. How much do you owe? I don't know, but no one's ever contacted me about it. That's how they get you. Yeah, it's like, you know, I probably would have paid him if someone had told me yeah, I had fees. Yeah. And then we could have could have been past this mess. But um, alas, I, I was ready to go out there and make country footy, um, you know, my bitch, for lack of a better word. Nice. Um, as everyone thinks, uh, they can do, you think, you know, reserve football, that's just the place to dominate. Um, I probably just saved myself the embarrassment of getting four disposals at 0%, uh, one vomit, uh, five free kicks given away, and a lot of not getting to the contest. So, you know, it's probably a little win, but other than that, weekend's been great. What about yourself? A uh, good
2: weekend. Happy to see the pies get up, which yep. I enjoyed. I uh, watched that just before. Had to watch it on delay, so just kept the phone in airplane mode and went home, sat down next to Nan. I said, Nan, you're going to have to watch three quarters of a Collingwood game.
1: That's a lot of commitment to the craft. Yeah, I just want to be in the moment. Which three quarters was it?
2: The last three. I managed to watch the first quarter. Okay. Um... Yeah, happy that the Pies got a win.
1: Yeah, last quarter was a bit dead.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's like the Suns were still within reach if they got on a run, but never looked like they're going to get it. And Collingwood never really kicked away. Yeah, so it was, it was a pretty, fun. it was
1: a pretty average round of footy. There was no games. Frio versus Geelong was. A great game. It was. Uh, Port Adelaide versus St Kilda, you think should have been a great game. and I, I guess mean, it res- was true. Result-wise, yeah, but <laughs> bleh. Oh, yeah. that's the second most inaccurate game in AFL history. Yeah, so, uh, um, so that's disgusting. The uh, other one was see.
2: Hawthorne West Coast.
1: Yeah, so... I've, I was actually at that
2: game. Were you?
1: Yeah. There you go. Fun yeah. little fact. Matt was at the worst uh, accuracy was first, actually least accurate. Here I would go.
2: say that it was a better game though than the one from last night. Yeah,
1: uh, even today, I think I've already forgotten here yeah, Bulldogs against yeah. Collingwood versus Gold Coast. Well, that was pretty good for a while. Yeah. Um the you know the first sort of half was pretty good. I was then scoring. Gold Coast yeah, Gold Coast still sort of lingered around the mark and then Collingwood ran away and same with Sydney versus Brisbane. Sydney brought it back a big way, Buddy kicked yeah. uh, four goals in a quarter and then Brizzy decided to run away with it, but um, yeah, there was some absolute stinkers. In terms of games this weekend, there's not much news to come out of the week, but what I will do is shoot to you for the news anyway. Go
2: ahead. Uh, welcome to the news. Uh, some things that that have happened, uh, it was a while ago now, but we didn't get to speak on the podcast, Erin Phillips. Yep. She's yes. gone to the power.
1: She did. Huge. That was massive. I mean, we sort of expected it,
2: yeah. but, you know, it still has to happen. Oh,
1: it's still throwing me. It just, it doesn't seem right to, to think. And I know that she can say, uh, I think her dad or, or some variety of relatives played at the Power um, in, in their days. And, you know, it's been a dream of hers to play for the Power. But it's also like, that's... You're that, now an Adelaide legend, love. Yeah, like, you, you are the greatest female player of the game. You're a revolutionary. You are a marquee player, I imagine once he retires, they'd be foolish not to name it the Phillips medal for yeah. best and fairest. Um, you know, it's it's to, just to move you across to your own rivals is, that's crazy. Like, it is. I, I, guess the, I guess the rivalries maybe aren't as fierce yeah. in the women's game. Imagine the, if that happened I mean, in, in the men. Yeah. Like, can you imagine? Imagine if Rory Sloan or Tex Walker moved to <laughs> the power. Yeah. You know, my, no, my dad like used to. Yeah, or like if Travis Boke. Oh, went, went across to the CROM.
2: Massive. Like,
1: there be if they saw each other on the street, there'd be a punch on. To be fair, I guess it's sort of like Isaac Smith going to Geelong. And a little bit. Some Hawthorne... F- yeah, but oh, maybe not, because Isaac Smith... Sort of, I guess Aaron Phillips is aging, which is still a key cog well, in that crom side. Bloody Geelong fans, just Bill and Jordan class. class. Like, you wouldn't play him. Yeah, you weren't, <laughs> you weren't giving him a game. <laughs> what
2: like, do you want to do, just sit in reserves and play like two games my, a year?
1: He was going well in Armagoo's, and we would have <laughs> given him maybe a sniff. <laughs> but um, I bet he's glad he took that move. What's, what else is going on in the world of football? Another, another news out of this
2: round. Uh, North Melbourne, they're going to be without leading goal kicker Nick Larky for their clash with Frio after he was issued a one-man, bat, a one-match ban for
1: tunneling. Did you see it? I didn't. It wasn't great, so um, I can't remember. It might have been Lewis Young went up for the ball. Um, he's gone up for the ball, and Nick Larky's just sort of set up behind him, sort of done the little crouch, and just sort of bumped the back of him as he's coming down. So he's he's gotten up. The player who's gone down has gotten up almost straight away, so that's probably why it's only one match. Um, so Larkey's got away with it there, but... Yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a great sight um to see, and it really doesn't help North who already aren't doing too well this year. So not more, the worst.
2: For more suspensions, uh, Carlton uh, Lewis Young uh his way he tunnel. He's going to face a one match ban uh, for forceful front on contact with Cam Zerha in the final term, and uh, Leon Stocker will miss. Uh, joining Young in uh, missing the home game against Adelaide after he was charged with rough conduct against Taren Thomas.
1: Yep, and you notice how uh, Harry Mackay's knee all of a sudden just becomes uh, becomes all good, all fine the mm. second Ben McKay is suspended. Like it's Carlton a- throw that out there, like oh, I'm gonna give Harry the old knee injury, yeah. and then Harry does Harry and or Ben decide they'd rather play for Carlton that way can get the dub.
2: Yep, it's uh, it's a conspiracy.
1: Oh, it's not just a conspiracy. It's full blown. It's the case is blown wide out. And they I
2: can't and North play each other again
1: this year. <laughs> Probably not. No. AFL wouldn't want that, would they? No, they wouldn't. No. What, what do you What do you reckon next year's excuse is? <sighs> Every year we think, oh, yeah, it'll just happen next year. Yeah, like, like it'll just happen next year, and then you know it'll be fine. What's next year's excuse or the next game's excuse? Who All goes right. down? Who misses? Gastro, food poisoning. Do you reckon COVID will still be around and one of them will get COVID? <laughs> They'll both get COVID at a family event
2: No one's heard about COVID for like six months No one's really cared about it And then it comes out Oh, one of the Mackay's has COVID and has to miss
1: There's significantly less COVID Like players going out with COVID than I would have thought I guess a
2: lot of the Melbourne-based clubs would have had it But then, you how's Frio not had the same run-through as the Eagles? Yeah, they're
1: know? doing very well for themselves yeah. Like it's just the blokes who are living together that are seeming together. Yeah. So they they're doing they're doing very well for themselves Fremantle and that mean, regard.
2: Me and you are immune.
1: Yeah, no. So w- w- what's this now rat still got still kicking at 8000 cases a day. Um it obviously dips during the weekend and then picks oh, right back up. But after. like
2: mate, Friday when the mask came off that was it. Like yeah, it's done
1: That's the end. Covid's over. If you don't have symptoms, you don't have to test. No. Like how do I know it's a symptom?
2: I met I, I met up with a group of people and just burned my mask with yeah. like a fire.
1: Yeah, um, I met up with a group of people and we all just started spitting in each other's mouths, <laughs> um, just as a just as a form of no. It was like it was like a unity thing. Yeah, it's cool. like you know we've we've all been through this tough time together, and you know throughout all this time we we haven't high fived, we haven't hugged, um, you know we we haven't kissed. Um, we, we, we haven't really got to, you know, we've socially distanced uh, with each other this whole time. We've we've stayed very true to the law, as we always do, um, yeah. and, and to the rules and regulations that have been put in place. Um, because when the government says something, we do it. And um, we trust our government, and they, the government would never lie to us. Um, so the second masks were off, we thought, beauty, sweet, safe, who wants to spit in my mouth?
2: <laughs> well, I know I walked around um, in Fremantle last night just passing gum round like... I yeah, said like communal.
1: Like the one, the one yeah, chewy. Yeah, yeah, the one communal chewy. Yeah, yeah. Did you get it back? Yeah, at some point. Did yeah. you have first chew?
2: Yeah, I had first chew. Jeez, that'd
1: yeah. be that, that'd be like a big chew. Like you knowing know, you're getting all the flavour.
2: See, that's the thing. How long do you go to be real selfish and get a all the flavour? How or many you, chews did you go? I went about. I I was real nice. I only went went around six seven. Yep. And then obviously passed it on. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's how. Anyway, back to the footy. Yeah. No, the footy. The news go on. <laughs> Um, some other news uh, out of the AFL world. Yeah, uh, the broadcast rights deal now. yes we, allegedly we were about this last week. Yeah, more has come out. So Gills allegedly overseas. Yeah, Paramount Plus leading the uh, the charge. We That's be, so yuck. Yeah, I don't know, but what it could mean is we could see some footy back on Channel Ten.
1: I, don't want, but that. I still don't want that
2: either. No, I, I don't want, want that. I don't I just want it all on KO because at least it's easily accessible. Yeah. All, all in one place.
1: KO is good for it's good for Australia. It's good yeah. You know, there's not many things I feel like Australians can unanimously agree is good for Australia. But we get NBL, we get A League, we get the cricket, we get the tennis, we get the footy. Any sport that's being played in Australia we're getting on Ko. We're getting yeah. local sports on Ko. Yeah, how good is it now? You
2: can watch all Waffle VFL, Sandal AFL app, any yeah. game you want.
1: Yeah, it's, it's unreal. You can watch like local Sydney. There's like local NBL one yeah. that's on like Ko. Yeah, Ko, KO should sponsor us with the real we're giving them here. But holy, like
2: the the hot dog eating championships.
1: The hot dog eating championships on Ko. There was I
2: kid you not. I'm going to Ko, chess boxing. I don't know how it works.
1: I didn't watch it. I certainly wanted to find out. That that I began with a lot of excitement. There, You said chess, then he said boxing, and I'm really confused. you're intrigued though. Yeah, is it? Uh, I'm trying to think because obviously, the, like the real professional chess has like the, the little, yeah. little clock, and then you know boxing has a you yeah. know time time limit. There's got to be something in that. Maybe it's like a Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, where it's like everyone actually plays as a chess piece. So if you take your knight to take out my pawn, you know, it's actually a you bloke. Box it's it. a bloke on a horse, and someone has to try and box that horse. So you're not guaranteed <laughs> the dub there. You're not guaranteed just for a good move. My pawn could take down your bloke. Like the king has a sword, and he's just got to like you know. This is just me spitballing.
2: We'll have and to check this, it out.
1: If this isn't what chess boxing is, can we look into this? Uh, Can we idea. look into these rights?
2: Yeah, look, I think more sports should be mixed.
1: Yeah, like, no, nah, that's it. That's yeah, all. I've that's got. about it. Um, yeah, chess and boxing are the only two sports that should ever be combined. But yeah, KO's is great. I love mm-hmm. Ko. Ko is amazing. I remember when it first came out, and Dad asked me what Ko was, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't
3: know
1: of it. And Dad, Dad, hopped on it, and I was like, oh, geez, here we go, old fellas having a crack of technology this can't, <laughs> this can't be good and um it's been a great it's been a revelation it's been amazing i love ko i use it so much yeah and i just i really appreciate the people at ko for everything they've done for australia yeah. because it's everything all in one and when you consider what it is you can get two accounts for like 20 or 25 a month that's pretty good that's pretty good value
2: it is pretty good value uh it's just going to be interesting to see how it all unfolds. So yeah. the rumor is maybe if Paramount do buy it, they'll still distribute games.
1: I guess yeah, cuz Paramount Plus do the A League and I'm pretty do. sure KO still has the A League. I don't think they
2: do. KO? I think it's all Paramount Plus now. I thought it could they, be wrong.
1: They definitely have. I can't remember the last time I watched an A League game now that Glory suck. Did they
2: win on the weekend?
1: Um, oh, geez, they might have. I know that. I, I think they were drawing to us in Sydney. I know there was a lot of confusion about their first goal, but I was way too busy actually enjoying my weekend to think. Yeah, I saw Danny Sturridge was starting, and I thought, I'm, Oh yeah, I'm that gonna, guy. The, I thought, geez, I'm going to steer away. The big from this. signing back yeah. to the dead robbers. Yeah, I thought I'm going to steer away from this one. This doesn't sound like it's up my alley.
2: So there's still three years to run on the current deal. Yep. So they're just
1: getting ahead of themselves.
2: Yeah. Look, we'll wait and see what happens. Could go anyway. Who I you know reckon I mean? they
1: just shouldn't tell us anything. And then last second, switch. I will give one
2: thing I will say, Channel 7's, um I guess holistic broadcast of the footy. Yeah. I think is poor. Their game coverage is good. I think when you're the broadcast of footy, the fact that you don't have, say, regular um analysis shows yeah. during the week. Like they used to have Talking Footy and Game Day. Yes. The COVID yes. hit, they got rid of them, and I'm like
1: they were, they were great shows. They yeah, were.
2: I completely forget about them now that you mentioned them. Um, and you're the broadcaster of the footy. You should be providing that.
1: Yeah, I feel like you've got to really, uh, not even sh- like you should be, but like you're missing out on a golden market oh. for yourself because that's going to get views. Channel
2: 9 have footy classified twice a week and the Sunday footy show. They're, they're providing more
1: analysis yeah. than like the people who own the footy. Yeah, it's strange. It, it's peculiar. Anything else? I think that's about it. All right. Well, we will look into the round review. Firstly, West Coast eight goals eight defeated by Richmond twenty five goals fifteen. That could have been, been worse. Lynch Lynch should have kicked like twelve. He kicked seven five. Like West Coast, there were a couple out in the full as well. Yeah, West Coast got away with one. Holy! The
2: um, really, fact that Kennedy kicked I think four or five to eighty seven hundredths as well. Yeah, it's like, mm.
1: Shea Bolton that was. Insane, he was that was insane. Other than that, I don't even really want to talk about this game that much. Um, Pat Nash stood up again for West Coast, he did. Um, I, I think he's been one, of, he's been pretty much the Greg only Greg Clark. The Greg Clark, yes, no, that's a, that's a great thing that you bring up. Greg Clark I, really stood up.
2: I don't know if we're talking fantasy later, but an inspired move to bring him into my team, yeah.
1: No, I brought him into mine and uh, chucked him in the midfield in yeah. the classic, and I was like, You. Little ripper, dipper. Now, something I do want to touch on, because now it's become glaringly obvious. West Coast need to get into rebuild mode. A lot of people have been saying this for years. It's time to rebuild. It's time to rebuild. And West Coast keep insisting, no, no, no. We're still around the mark. We're still around the mark. We can still win. we'll, We'll get a big trade in. We've still got all the players. And it's like they did. But now it hasn't worked. So now you're like, hmm, should have been rebuilding. And hindsight's a wonderful thing. But how do you go from here? Because they've got some players that would have trade capital.
2: Yeah, I was actually talking about this the other day on another program. Yep. But going through it, all their players, they need to just... The ones that, like, aren't must-must-keeps and have a bit of value, get them out, get some draft picks. I
1: think Elliot Yo. Yep, I agree. He's he's still at an age where you could trade him to a a club that's around that window. You could get a first or second round pick for him. Yep, agreed. And, you know, that'd be good. I think... Jack Darling would be an interesting one. I don't think you could get a great deal for him. Yeah. I, I don't think you could get what he's truly worth just because of his age, because of what's happened in the last six months with his, um, you know, pre season whole, the pre season uh, fandango, if you will. Um, but there's definitely clubs out there who need a key forward, but he's probably one for a club that's in a premiership window needing a key forward. And I don't really see a great deal of them kicking about that need a genuine key forward and are in their premiership window. Another
2: Um, one. Now, this is a tough one. Yeah. Because Josh Kennedy, okay? Yeah. Still actually playing really, really good footy for his age. Still, like, could he potentially get a a year? I don't know if he wants to go on at a club that's, like, tilting at a premiership.
1: I don't think, I don't think for West Coast that would be worth the trade Mm. just because of his age. I don't think a club would want to trade highly for Josh Kennedy. Some clubs are dumb. Yeah, I think West Coast. Yeah, that's so true. So I think they've just they've destroyed their own market there. Um yeah, I think Elliot Yo is probably their best bet for someone they could trade out. Even like an Andrew Gaff.
2: Agreed. Yeah. Um
1: he's someone they could trade out, they could get some value for. I think it's worth keeping a Tim Kelly. Um, Luke Shuey, I think, may as well just stick yeah. around. You don't want to trade off too many people, and in that forward line, it'd be interesting because Jake Waterman. Yeah, I think Jake Waterman's got too many, you know, good yeah. ties with the club to trade him. And how much are you going to get from him? He's such on a, he's yeah. such a hit and miss sort of player. You think he'd be someone who'd end up only just going for a fourth rounder? Jack Petricelli, probably the same. Yeah, so and then you know you you're Liam Ryan, you Willie Rioli's, they're people you want to stick around at the club. So I'm saying you, I'm saying you put up you dish up a yo to trade, you dish up a gaff to trade, and maybe a Jack Darling to trade, depending on Oscar Allen's fitness, um, and yeah, even then, I think you try and look for a, a, a real good, genuine second ruck, like a young up-and-comer, I don't think, stra- oh, like Stranatica, he's trying, yeah, Stranatica's well, good, but I don't think he's a genuine ruck, no, I reckon no. he's better as a key forward, and you've
2: also got Bailey Williams, who just is not ready Bailey, no no, don't even, Callum yeah, Jamison, yeah no. I, I think,
1: and the way Nick Nat's body's going, you need a genuine, it looks like, Sorry, it looks like they're going for an all-out attack on Luke Jackson or Tim English, but we've heard that a thousand times yeah. before from West Australian clubs.
2: I saw Channel Seven post um a potential trade to the Bulldogs, um, English to West Coast, and West Coast give up Nata Nui in a second and a second round. I'm like,
1: the Bulldogs are telling you, why to, would uh, anyone take like, that?
2: Exactly, like this is Channel Seven. I'm like, the Bulldogs are telling them to get fucked.
1: Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, a second rounder. Yeah. And Nick Nat, who's
2: in the twilight. Yeah. Like, oh,
1: yeah. We get Nick Nat and Steph Martin. Can't wait for both of those no. likes to get injured. Like, that. yeah, that's preposterous. I think there's definitely players there who have enough value to be traded and for it to be worth it to other clubs. I think Yo is probably the big one um, where you could get a first rounder or an early second round out of him and probably gaff it and maybe, darling.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like, they just need picks. Oh, they yeah. They need to bring in young talent because – well, from that Ke- Kelly trade, I, I haven't looked too far ahead of that of what they got. But in the Kelly year, their first pick was like 46. Yeah. And it was Callum Jamison.
1: Yeah, so they haven't they haven't used it all very well. But, look, they're, they're, they have the ability to, to be better and you, you hope that they will
2: Another uh, back. Another one as well. Do you think, obviously, Simpson at this stage is still safe. It's Adam Simpson. Yeah. He's done a great job. Do you just see if Clarkson has an interest in coming to WA?
1: I think you do. De- oh, you definitely do. You definitely check. Um, but yeah, it, it's an interesting one because, uh yeah, you either if they're going to re- rebuild, I think you either keep your coach and you back him in for the rebuild and you give him three or four years to rebuild, or you sack him now and bring in a coach you want to rebuild the club.
2: Yeah, I think you've got to you've got to ask him as well. Are
1: you in for the yeah, rebuild? Yeah, you've, are you you've on got to you've got to pick one. You can't just say. we're going to start rebuilding, but if you're not performing, we're going to get rid of you. Yeah, You've got to say, we want to rebuild. We'll give you three or four years to do that. Because if a coach doesn't have the confidence that they have that time, then they're probably just going to try and rush the rebuild. And you feel like maybe that's what's happened with Carlton. Like coaches have maybe tried to rush the rebuild or Mm. they haven't felt too safe. And look, it it could have an adverse effect like Gold Coast with Stewie Dew, It's sort of just they've plateaued at this, you know, yeah side where they never really look like they're gonna to get top eight and yeah. if they do it's not it's it's short lived.
2: Yeah, yeah. I agree with everything you've said there.
1: Alright, now we'll look at Geelong versus Fremantle. Geelong Tangles 666, defeated by Fremantle, Tangles 969. Geez, this was a classic. This, this was, was a, a very good game at GMHBA. HBA.
2: You gotta look three were phenomenal. Yep. Geelong, they just they just like it's never right. go away. It's like will you just die? Like yeah. They're like three get like four goals on you like surely they're like no Jolanda's just come again, and look as my good friend Sean Ingram would say, yep. the lid's off. The oh, lid
1: is off. Now nah, the so I've got a I, I probably mentioned it on here before that I'm a part of a Facebook group chat yep. with Sean Ingram, Jack Crowley, Callum uh, Callum Stewart, uh, called the Sam Sukiowski Fan Club. Yeah, um, I was playing golf on Saturday, Super Golf. Um, I've heard of that before. Is it any good? Um, I, we had a great deal of fun, but yeah. that's because we went in with a holistic approach. We went oh. for a team answer. There was like seven groups of five and we just thought, let's try and be the best group instead of competing against each other. Okay. So it was just a lot of boys getting around each other. Nice. This course is crazy. Like if you overhit it by five, 10 meters, you're going down two ditches towards a lake where there's a paintball course. Uh, yeah, no, a paintball course or a lazy tack course. Are you in danger? I think so. Oh dear. I wouldn't, no, I didn't hit one down there. Nice. Not to brag. Uh, probably because I couldn't hit it far enough because I couldn't connect it. Anyway, um, so I was with those boys um, and, you know, it was during the last five minutes and oh, probably the last quarter we had the ABC radio on on someone's phone. Yeah, And then phones getting played and just seeing these boys get up and about. I'm not a Frio fan. I think a lot of people would think I am because I love – I do love them. I love <laughs> getting around so and I. they excite me so much. I love all of their players. And, Jay, seeing these blokes get up and about, you can tell it's a club that's been in the ditch for so many years and just to see, like, their reaction, how much they appreciate and cherish the club doing well, how much you can genuinely bring joy to a human being to see their club, like, doing well and performing. It It shows you how, like, important the sport is, but then also lids off flag mantle.
2: Yeah. You know, Sean Ingram broke his bed. He, yep. he literally he jumped down like the the siren went. He sort of jumped back onto his bed. Crunch, whole side goes down.
1: Yeah, that's exciting. And that was the lid. That was <laughs> the lid <lead laughs> off. That was that was metaphoric. That was the lid just breaking. The lid yeah. didn't come off. the The whole glass Lord jar snack. shattered. Yeah, it's just it's open. It's burst open. Melbourne were doing this last year, and I remember all the last year I kept saying I don't trust him. No, nah, I, I don't a, trust. I'm him I'm on the train. I don't trust him. I'm learning from my mistakes. Yep. That's what a human being needs to do. I'm on the Frio bandwagon. Choot choot. Let's go, you Dockero. Sam Swickowski, Brownlow, medalist, 2022. I'm telling
2: I tell you what, like, before the game, I tipped Geelong. I really wanted Fred to win, but I thought yeah. Geelong would win in Geelong.
1: no, nah, always but back to the Dockers. The flag mantle,
2: I'm backing them. They're, they're going all the way. mighty
1: flaggers. Crom 8 5 five fifty four defeated by GWS, 17-11-113. GWS are back. <laughs> Speaking of teams that are winning the flag. You're just beginning to wonder. <laughs> you just think, hold on, hold on. Be very quiet. <laughs> Do you hear that? That's a pulse. That's a pulse. This season's still alive, baby. There's a pulse. <laughs> they came back from 1-4 and four last year,
2: and then... The GWS train, the Orange Tsunami was back on Saturday. Orange
1: Tsunami. I thought the Crows would win. The Crows were embarrassed. Oh, they were pantsed. Cooper Hamilton on debut. how good is that? I love that. I love that man. Um, He's one of my favourite AFL players as a people, as as a person. Um, Unfortunately, um, it would seem that I made an agreement, I can only assume, um, while intoxicated. I said to Cooper, um, as a joke... Um, via Instagram Messenger in December when I was talking to him about his season. Uh, there, there's context behind it. I won't go into all the details, but I basically said, if you make your debut this year, I will get the GWS badge tattooed on my ass. So oh, did he messages. So he's brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> He's brought, he's brought it up. We're, we're discussing the details. Were you not confident he'd get a debut this year? Oh, I think I was just a little bit intoxicated. Yeah. I thought, ah, this is be a bit funny. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, thought it would sort of just be blown off and we'd all forget about it. Uh, Cooper doesn't forget. Oh, wow. And I've learned... How soon... So, did he message you before the game when he got told oh, his debut? Yeah, so I, 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 <laughs> I messaged him, a, you know, congrats on the debut. He said, yep, cheers. Um, gave that a love react. And then the next day, he just you know, replies to the actual yeah. message and just says, um, dot, dot, dot. And I read it and I went, oh, oh, <laughs>
2: so what happens now?
1: Um, we're, we're discussing the details, but, okay. um, my, my bequests are, um, that he's there in person while oh, it's yeah. happening. So I don't know when that'll be, Yeah, uh, but whenever Cooper and I link up, we'll, we'll get that done. So I'm looking forward to that. But GWS in good news, they're back. I might just have to add, 2022 premieres under that GWS badge on my ass cheek after they do it, because you little ripper dipper. Like, literally, Leon Cameron was
2: out the door. He was out. They had the bags packed, and they're about to put the last bag out, and
1: then they went, went, hold on. They went, we've just got a call. Come back in for a coffee. We've just got a call. Why don't you join us? So, yeah, Giants back, Crom, certifiably suck. They're not good. (sighs) And then that's rough. Oh, that that's very rough. Such a big game from. They could have been in the eight. Yeah, for for the Crom, that was a real because c- they're a team that still no one expects them to be good. And when they get wins, you're like, good on them.
2: Yeah,
1: go, go Crom. Good, good for them. Go Crom. We're so proud of you because <laughs> you don't actually think they're going to be like dangerous this year. So you do that except for when they do it against your side. Yeah. Um. So GWS just said, "No, nah, you guys suck," and we know that. And we are the big dogs. Speaking of big dogs, Melbourne, 13-13-91, defeated Hawthorne, 11-15-81. Um, I think this is a genius play from Sam Mitchell. Um, you know, I I think he knows if we perform too well too early, there'll be too much expectation on us. And the last thing you want is expectation because that's when you crumble under pressure. He loves being an underdog. Big Sammy Mitch. And so he's decided, boys, we'll throw a couple. Let's not knock off the reigning premiers. Let's come back next time so they don't know how good we actually are. We'll figure them out. And then we'll knock them off next time. It was a pretty brave performance from the Hawks. Genius. Um, Yeah, Jacob Kaczynski, four snags. He was very good. Um, but there was a, a lot of good performance for Melbourne. Dylan Moore racking up the touches. Usually he's a bit yeah. of a, a goal scorer. Did he scorer. jump into the middle? Um, I, again, I didn't get to see yeah. this game because I was playing super golf. Nice. Um, And then from there went to a pub and my phone was... All but dead And I needed to Head off somewhere after So yeah I didn't actually get to see this game Which I've been a bit Flat about actually Because you know I feel like Some people would probably think That I'm starting to support Freo now Other than Hawthorne But it's just Genuinely Every time Hawthorne play I end up being busy And if I'm busy I don't like to go on my phone as much But the Freo fans Will always get their stream up If they're busy and I'm with them, yeah. so I see more Frio games than I do Hawthorn. I get around Frio, but yeah, I wish I could see more Hawthorne games. I always end up busy for them, but geez, Hawthorne. we're looking alright this year. I don't mind it. Look, I think even if
2: the Hawks do miss the eight, the way they're playing at the moment, you, you certainly wouldn't be upset.
1: Oh, not at all. I think Melbourne for them, a ten point win would have scared them, but they got mm. across the line. That's what good teams do. They do. They get frightened, but they still find a way to win. Do Melbourne go undefeated? Um, no. Uh, no. I can't see it. No, it'll, I don't think it'll happen a it's Yeah. Um, speaking of shit games, St. Kilda, four goals, 18-42. Defeated by Port Adelaide, five goals, 13-43. Did
2: you manage to catch any of this?
1: Um, I tried, but every time I did for some reason, I just found myself in bed asleep because this was a snooze fest. It was. This sucked. This game honestly. So...
2: We put on like the last 10 minutes because it was close at least. That's yeah. all you can say about it. And like Port were like three points up. Then St Kilda kicked th- four. No, they were two points up. Then St Kilda kicked three back to back behinds to hit the front. Yeah. Then Port went down the other end with a and a half left, kicked a point to tie it. Then a ball went to Robbie Gray on the boundary, kicked the winning point. Robbie
1: Gray's clutch, baby. <laughs> he, he always has been. He always will be. But, um, Are the power back? Yeah. No, I'm, I, think, I think the power's back on. I think for a while there we were sort of in the dark. We couldn't – you know, we were going to the meter, flicking the, flicking the master switch and nothing was happening. Can we Power make them, the eight still? We were calling Western Power and they said, you know, Power's not on. And then all of a sudden, Power's back on. I don't think the Power can make the eight.
2: I I had a feeling maybe they still could. Had a look at their run. It's not great. They, they have a few few very hard Yeah,
1: games. look, St. Kilda, St. Kilda's another team where it's like, are, are they actually – like, obviously, they're in the four – But you still feel like seven games in is too early to tell. I've got
2: to um, agree with Kane Corns. Stop selling these games to go and play in Cairns. Yeah. If you were playing... Honestly, if they are playing at Marvel, they'd probably win that. Yeah. It was so... It wasn't even wet, but it was just so dewy and it just... just, Look, they still shouldn't have kicked as many behind as they did. No. But it's like...
1: Yeah, I don't like teams playing away from home for a home game. Yeah. Unless it's something like if you really want to do a big game in Shanghai, which obviously this game probably should have been played at. Um, oh, damn, I'm flat. This game was. You know, I wouldn't mind. COVID's like, done. Shanghai yeah. back on, baby. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. <laughs> it would actually. It would probably suck. Like this oh. idea probably sucks. But if for some reason just Port versus St Kilda, these poor two buggers, we just put them in a different country once once a year, Shanghai for one season. uh, They go to Ghana for another game. All of a sudden,
2: they're in Switzerland. I remember years ago, when the NAB Cup was on, Collingwood Adelaide played a NAB Cup match in Abu Dhabi. That's elite. It was real strange.
1: It's niche, it's rogue, it's different. It's funky, it's fresh, and I like it. That said, for the AFL purist, um, and for the AFL as a whole, it's probably a horrible idea. (laughs) Um, Just like this game was a horrible idea to watch for anyone who did. Carlton, though, 17 goals, 12, 114, defeated North, 10 goals, 464. Probably also not very entertaining, but at least it was a but bit. half North, yeah. Yeah, a bit better scoring. Carlton are uh, still looking good. They're, they look the goods. They look like they're going to be genuine finals contenders and, and pose a bit of an issue for the clubs this year. And North don't look good at all.
2: They don't. Uh, gee, Carlton would want to just keep things going, make the eight. Because yep. if you're a Carlton fan and some, somehow oh. Carlton fall apart and miss it, you just feel like, I'm done. I've, I've had it I can't do this anymore Yeah
1: at this point I'd probably say Carlton do Slide out of the 8 You reckon Well the dogs Still have to come Into that 8 I can't see the dogs Missing the finals They're too good To miss the finals Someone's got to slip out I think and This may hurt you to say uh, I think Collingwood Will probably slip out Probably Um, I think Carlton Probably will As far as the other team That gets in I don't know Probably Hawthorne Because you know We've got them right Where we want them But <laughs> um, yeah I, I, It'd be so Carlton To slip up now
2: Look, maybe maybe Collingwood, Carlton and Hawthorne all, mate, the O.
1: Yeah, see you later, Geelong. Yeah. Your time's up. Collingwood, though, 17 goals, 13, 115. Defeated Gold Coast, 14, 6, 90. Uh, this was a... this You know, it provided a lot. Collingwood yeah. got away with it in the end. They sort of... You know, they, they got it to a, a good enough lead to be confident. Uh, but it was a very good game. It was. Um, I very much appreciated this for my Sunday morning. I, I love nothing more than being free in the mornings and a good game of footy being on.
2: Yeah, I just – I want I wanted to go back to, like, a game starting at like, 9.30, 10 o'clock.
1: Yeah. I want like, a nice early one. Just wake up bright and early. Hey, how's your mother doing? There's the footy. Like, yeah. that's what I like. That said, this, this still proved a great game, you know. Um, I, I was very much pleased with what I watched. It was very entertaining. Um, and and I think a lot of players put out a lot of good performances. Mm. There was n- there wasn't really one true standout. Jack uh, Jack Genovan again. Yeah, he he's just been consistently very good, and just he's. I
2: was mi- impressed. Yeah. I thought he might have dropped off a little bit after this five goals. Still stood up. My Chet's in good form. Yeah, Levi
1: Casbolt. Levi Casbolt. That oh gee, something we should talk about. That boy McCreary tapped down to. <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon that was on purpose? I think it was. I don't think he
2: meant to tap it so he could soccer it through. Yeah, I mean, he was just trying to tap it down to whoever because he's like, "Well, I'm not going to mark this. Yeah, I'm so spawn it through."
1: I think that's exactly right. But geez, that was that was something from yeah. My Maj- check will get all the love for that, but bro, bro mm. uh, McCreary did that. Jack Ginnivan's uh, weaving between you know three yeah. tackles. You yeah. know, he. Oh, I thought um, debutant Aiden Begg actually held himself in good stead, which we need to touch a bit, touch on about Mason Cox. This was all, it was all built up to be Cox's big opportunity to break mm. back into this side. And I think Craig McRae's just ruled out. He said, look, if we give Cox another year, it's just not going to work for us. Let's cut out the middleman, go straight to Aidenbeck.
2: Well, look, you thought that and then Cox went and did this in the VFL. All right. 26 hitouts, 22 disposals, eight clearances, <laughs> seven marks.
1: And three goals.
2: Cox! <laughs> no, you didn't. Maybe he's
1: on track to win the VFL Western Ferris. That's No, that's a lie. That, that that deserves one of these ones. Adam Cox again. Oh! He's getting better. Oh, he's it's getting, getting bigger and
2: better. So I don't know if, like, he was just roving his own ruck
1: work. That's Max Gorn-like. I know. Mason Cox is the Max Gorn of the VFL. So then, I don't know, does he come back in? I don't know. I w- look. I think, as you say, Aiden Beg, um, he he looked all right. That said, he did only finish with two hitouts. He did. He it wasn't. Yeah. Wits wasn't the
2: man you wanted to come up against. Wits no. is so strong in the body. Yeah, he's
1: a bit, you need to be like a big. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's always tough to be a young ruck. You know, you, you very rarely see a young ruck perform unless it's like Sean Darcy, someone who's built like a brick shit house. Yeah. Or, yeah. or Luke Jackson. Luke Jackson was very good from day dot. Um, but it's it's very rare you see a young ruck. Come in early and play very mm. well. So, yeah, he stood up. He he didn't look too out of place, but obviously did get dominated around the ground a Darcy Cameron held up very well for himself. was very
2: good. Our boy Liam McMahon dominating yep. the NFL. Yes, Ollie Henry kicked seven as well. He did. Playing back on Liam McMahon, and I'm glad he's doing well. Yeah. I really like it. But I'm...
1: How? Look, I get it. I think he wasn't performing up forward, so they've I said so. we'll throw you down back, and it's worked for him. So hopefully for Mig McMoney, as I touch his Northern Knights training shirt here, hopefully um, this is what he needs to get his AFL career kick-started. Uh, Bulldogs, 16-7, 103, defeating Essendon Tangles, 11-71. I uh, don't really have much to say about this game. I didn't catch any of this game. How do you uh, see it? Oh, I watched a bit of it. It was just... I don't know, it was a good game at times and it, it it just felt like a real, like the pure average game of football.
2: The Dogs were always pretty much in control. Yeah,
1: it did feel like that for me. Like, you know, it never really felt like Dogs losing. You know, has put up a good fight, and played well, but, you know, Dogs won by five goals.
2: In, in bigger news, I've won my first classic game in the footy arm league for the year. Oh. And I, I just felt like the team was coming together. I think I'm going to get on a run here, Gooch. I think I've... I think I've sorted some things out, and I think, I think I'm think i coming.
1: Oh, I'm excited I'm for I'm also that. off the bottom. Yeah. I, I played the guy who's now on the bottom, and he had me on the ropes for a little bit. macca Yeah, He had me on the ropes for a little bit. I only just got up by, like, 50 points, I think. Um, but, yeah, we'll go to the last game of the round. Sydney, 13 goals, 11-89, defeated by Brisbane, 17 goals, 11 113. Um, Sydney showed a lot. Um, Lance Franklin obviously kicked four, and they came right back, and then Brizzy Ran away with it again. Lockie Neal was absolutely huge in this game. Um, Chad Warner once again steps up mm. for Sydney. So there was a lot to like in this game. It was a very good uh, Sunday other classic. Maybe should have been on the Friday night. You would have thought so. But hey, w- whatever.
2: Double Friday night next week. Yeah,
1: we'll we'll touch on that. Um, yeah, I'm not really a fan of double Friday nights ever. Neither. Like I, I don't think it should ever be. It's a okay thing. for Good Friday, yeah. in the day of the night one,
2: whatever. But like,
1: yeah. anyway, I'll, I'll get into a quick ladder recap before yep. we do our votes. Um, Melbourne at the top, they're undefeated after seven games. Brizzy and Frio both six and one, second and third. St Kilda, Sydney, Carlton in that order, five and two. Geelong and Collingwood round out the eight, four and three, and then Richmond, the Dogs, Hawthorne and the Crom, three and four. Port Adelaide, Gold Coast, GWS are two and five. So Port Adelaide, all of a sudden, they've just skyrocketed up into 13th. Um, Essendon, North, West Coast, one and six. Are we Are we
2: giving enough news about Essendon? Yeah. They, they made the eight last year.
1: I guess not. I don't know. I guess we keep thinking, like, Essendon. I don't know. Some people were really buying into Essendon being a mm. premiership contender. I never I was. I wasn't. So I guess I'm not too... But
2: I thought they'd be better than this.
1: Yeah, I, I, I was never too shocked. Um, I thought they could make the 8 again Yeah This is bad But I I don't know It feels weird I feel like there's less Oh just in my head I guess I feel like there's less Not so much pressure But less emphasis on them Making the 8 But Whatever We'll get into our uh, Votes Tab touch Young player of the year So as always This is um, Players 22 and under Born in the year 2,000 or later My one vote I went for a defender I went I went Joshie Gibkiss, 12 disposals, nice. 8 intercepts, 6 marks. The stats, you know, they don't sound amazing. If I had that stat line, I'd be thrilled. I'd be texting mum and dad immediately. But um, he really stood up in that back line. The last two weeks, especially. I think all season he hasn't really looked out of place. But the last two weeks, I think he's really coming into his own in that back line, which I've really enjoyed seeing.
2: Uh, my uh, one vote, unfortunately, Joshie uh, Gibkiss didn't get in there. He certainly had a crack, but just not quite. Um, I gave it to. A young player uh, who's from the the Swans. I went with Errol Goulden. It's fair yeah, enough. Kicked a couple of goals. Looked very good and uh, exciting. They've got a lot of young, good players. The Swans, very, just... very good young side. The thing is, they've been talked about this year as potentially winning the flag. That youth,
1: like they've got a five-six year window here. Oh, if they do play their cards right. If they keep drafting well, they've got a 10, 15 year yeah. window. Like, 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 and that's the thing because they're drafting. A lot of the players they draft, they draft it in, like, groups from states. So, like, for WA, for example, they've got, in the last few years, Chad Warner. They've got Logan McDonald. They've got Gussie Sheldrick. They've got Corey Warner. So that's all four blokes. So, you know, Logan would have played um, – Logan, Chad, Corey all would have been to, gone to Aquinas together. Mm. Logan and Chad would have played state footy together. Chad and Corey are obviously brothers. Yeah. Corey and Gussie are in the same state team, so just like that, you got four players who so they've got no reason to leave there. Exactly. Uh, you've got blokes who are coming up through the same academy, so they've got no reason to leave Sydney. Your Gouldens, uh, your Florence, your Campbells—you know—they've got so many players who don't have a reason to leave. A lot of people,
2: and I, th- a lot of people go, oh, "I don't like the Swans. I don't think you like them because they're so well run." Yeah, I just have such respect for the Swans.
1: Yeah, and same with Geelong, I guess. I think Geelong's maybe a bit of a different one. I think they've just really stretched out how yeah. good their best players have been, and it, I think it, they will tumble a bit. But, yeah, Sydney have always been at the top. Um, and it's it's a bit weird to think they've only got one flag to show for it in the last you know fifteen yeah. years. You
2: never you never ride right off the swamp. But yeah,
1: you never ride right off. That they, they, I think they had one bad year. Yeah. In my like in my memory, they've had one bad and year. And
2: even then, like they weren't horrible. Like they were still competitive. Yeah,
1: and they got Logan McDonald out of it. Yeah. Them. So definitely. they did very well. Uh, my two votes are um, with Jack Ginnivan. Uh, he had 11 disposals, three goals. Again, not an amazing stat line. There was younger players that scored, four, you know, four goals or so, but I just think he had a very good game. I liked I liked his effort. I, I liked the goals that he did kick were were in big moments, and I think um, he's a very good and very exciting young player, and they've got an absolute steal picking him up in the rookie draft.
2: Did you happen to see Kane Corns when I bleached his
1: hand? Yes, I rate that so oh, high. Yeah,
2: look, look. I've never... Bit of a flog, but yeah. I'm like... <laughs> that I've,
1: I've never respected Kane Corns more than this season. I've never respected him less than at the start of this season. Yeah. And now I've never respected him more. I almost feel like, uh, pretty, I guess, uh, disappointed that I got Jack Denman on when I did, which was after Kane Corns came out of him. Because since then, he's become even more of a polarizing oh, yeah. figure. And he's become such a. He's probably the most spoken about AFL player right now within the it's AFL crazy. community. Crazy. And it's not like he's. Doing anything no one else has done before. Yeah. But he's just all of a sudden become the most spoken about player in the right now. And then his hair. Yeah. <laughs> and then next week pulls out the long sleeves.
2: Yeah. Oh, it was different. Well,
1: I, he hasn't worn long sleeves. Yeah, but I love it. I love it so much. He's, I'm not saying he's doing it all for the attention, but he's just, he's doing it all because he loves it and he just he's just doing what he loves. I can see the, the point now. he goes, well, might as well do something else just to spin these people out. Yeah, I love it so much. He's just—I, he, I reckon he's loving the loving the attention on it, and he's doing great with it. So yeah, he gets my two votes.
2: Uh, my two votes went to Tom Green. Yep, he's unreal. He he's unreal. crazy. Yeah, he's just going to get better and better. Uh, they keep him in the midfield firing, and Toby Green's back. Maybe, maybe they could get something yeah, rolling. Be on
1: a little run. I went with uh, Noah Anderson for my three votes. Same yep. draft, uh, number two in that draft. Had thirty-two touches. Um, I thought he played very well for the Suns, and he's been one of one of their best players this season by far. So quite impressed by him.
2: I went Noah Anderson three as well. He
1: was there very good. Go. to know. Uh, My four votes. I went with Bailey Smith. He had 26 disposals, one goal, two goal assists. This was I think in terms of impact per disposal, this was one of his better games. Mm. Um he's he's had a lot of game as I've always said, he has a lot of touches. Um but I'm a I'm a slut for impact per touch. Yeah. That's why I love Sam Chukowski so much cuz he he impacts with makes every it, touch he does. Makes it mean something. Yeah, so he he only gets 15 20 but does a lot with it and I think Bailey Smith really and I'm not saying it's Bailey Smith's fault it's just his role. But I think he did he did really well this week. He had seven inside fifties as well, and I I really liked watching him play.
2: Uh, I gave my four votes to Sam Walsh. Okay, yeah, he was brilliant. That guy he again, is. much like Tom Green, just dishes it up every week. If we get that young,
1: yeah, they're the future of the AFL. Yeah. Those players. Uh, my five votes, I went with Chad Warner. Yeah. Um, he had twenty four disposals. He had three goal assists, eight tackles, seven inside fifties. I reckon he's almost going to end up being a smoky for Sydney's best and fairest. That's a good shout. Like, that's a really good like shout. Like, they've had a lot of good players this year. Like, Heaney, Parker's been really good. Mills has been really good. Goulden's been really good. I reckon that that five, of Warner, Goulden, Heaney, Parker, Mills, that's probably their top five in the best and fairest right now. Yeah. And they're all phenomenal players. I think Warner and Goulden are as young as they are, as you said. It's it's such a sight to see for the Swans.
2: I've gone... With uh, Kaczynski for the five votes. Kicked the four. I know I've missed out on a few there, but it was a tough week. Went with Shitter, yeah. Yeah, I thought he had a good game. Kicked the four. And, you know, it's been a bit quiet, but, you know, now he's
1: firing again. I rate that a lot. Uh, Tab Dutch player of the year time, my one vote. Uh, This was very tough this week for player of the year. Extremely tough. I went with Tom Stewart for my one vote. Losing performance, but had 40 disposals, 14 marks, uh, 962 metres gained. So almost a kilometre. Gained ground with the footy So he's He's done very well for himself there And um, I very much rated his game Look
2: This is an extremely tough Tough yeah. week uh, A couple of little mentions
1: I think there's only two players That are locks in this This fight this week Yeah
2: Well One that I uh, Think Probably played his best game I've seen at the Dockers Couldn't sneak him in Blake Akers Yeah He no, was that's, brilliant That's
1: fair He was sensational
2: Um, You were talking about Impact per touch And this man on the weekend, he only had, I think, 14 touches. Just his delivery into the forward line and the run he's providing the Dockers at the moment. I'm going to vote to Travis Collier. Travis Collier, the Travipatty. And look, I'm not going to lie, a couple of years ago, I was watching this guy going, you're done. Oh, yeah. Give it up.
1: Last year, he just picked it up.
2: He's turned it around. Big time. Yeah. He's a crucial part of that team. Yeah. And he just, yeah, provides so much run. Lace out, kicking the forward line. I think he deserves that vote. So I'm going to give it to Travis Collier.
1: Fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'm with you on that one. Uh, two votes. I've gone with Tom Lynch. Um, you know, you can say it's against West Coast. You can say what you like. When oh, I said it, I it. it with Lucky. He had 14 marks, seven goals, nine of his marks were inside 50, and eight of them were contested marks. That's Tom Lynch. That's what Tom Lynch does. He hasn't been doing that for a while, but that's what we know Tom Lynch can do. And I think that's why so many people are disappointed when they don't see Tom Lynch kick three or four every week because we know how good he can be, and I think he showed that this week, so I've given him my two votes.
2: This is really tough this week. Yep. I feel like I could only fit in one of Lynch or Bolton. Yep. I've gone with Bolton. For
1: I've two votes.
2: For two votes. For only two. For two. Um, I, I just A lot of other players have also done well.
1: Holy shit.
2: I'll change him to three then. No, you, right, okay, no, said no I said two. It's two. You've said two. It's Holy
1: two. it's just two. There's just so many good players this I week. get that, but wow. Okay. <sighs> uh, three votes. I went with uh, Gorney. Uh, Max Gorn, 29 disposals, two goals. He had nine clearances, uh, 11 score involvements. He had a real Mason Cox in the VFL-like <laughs> game. So he's had a phenomenal year. And um, when Tim English would have stood out early as the top ruck, Gorney's just said, nah. Settle down, young fella, yeah. it's me.
2: I think also, I think Gorn's definitely the top ruck. Yeah. Jared Witt's also around. I reckon he's top three or four rucks now. Yeah, Jared I think Witt's.
1: Jared Wits, whenever he's fit, has always been like yeah. top three, at least top five. Yeah. Like consistently, whenever he's fit, yeah.
2: Uh, three votes I went with, Dylan Moore. Yeah. Three touches and a goal. You just can't go past it.
1: You went Dylan Moore over Shea Bolton. Oh, look. It might have been a mistake. Okay, my four votes, I went with Chocky Neal. Uh, he had 37 disposals, 26 contested possessions, a goal assist and a goal with 11 clearances. I thought he was phenomenal for Brisbane. And that's Brownlow, Lockie Neal. That's the Brownlow, Lockie Neal that we know and love, baby. Uh,
2: the next vote, again, really tough. I feel like I can't miss Buddy with his six. So I've had to squeeze Stephen Coniglio out, as phenomenal as he was. Three goals and 20 touches for for He's back. Mm-hmm. But I've gone with Buddy for four votes, so okay. six goals. You can't, you can't not give it to him.
1: Okay, Matthew, I'm gonna, I'm gonna list off some stats for you, oh, and tell me this man deserved only two votes. And I've left some stats out of here, yeah, because I thought the first three stats speak for themselves. Thirty disposals, yeah. Three goals, yes. Four goal assists, seven. So that's seven goals he's he's made. He's had seven clearances to go with that, yeah. Shea Bolton has had one of the best individual performances we've seen this year.
2: Look, I'm gonna can I be honest and upfront with you? Yeah. I've made I've made a mistake. Yep. So that's me owning it, and I can only get, you know, improved from here. And look, if I could change that I would, but I feel like that's not what this podcast is about. No, it's about so owning just, up to your mistakes, yeah. and you've
1: done that, so fair enough, credit <laughs> to you. But yikes is all I've got to say, matey.
2: <laughs> look.
1: Lift, lift So, so <laughs> tell, tell me Who was the player That stood up to you More than Shea Bolton For me for five yep. votes I go to Matt Scorn Okay Look Gornie Gaw- did good I'll give that to you No Chocky Neal either Yeah like the a lot you, you went buddy over Chocky Neal Kick six Locky Neal Won Brisbane that game He had 37 disposals, well. 26 contested possessions And 11 clearances He's a superstar And look Travis Collier deserved that vote and
2: I'll stand by it. Oh,
1: my God. I forgot you gave Travis (laughs) Collier. He deserved the vote. You gave Travis Collier a vote over Lockie Neal. Sometimes the players that don't
2: stand out deserve a bit of love.
1: Yeah, but this is for the players that stand out. This is the top five (laughs) players in the league. More than Lockie Neal. In in, in terms of his role. (laughs) (laughs) You think Travis Collier played his role better than Lockie Neal played his role? No, I've submitted yeah. my votes. Yep. And I'll stand by them.
2: Okay. Even though I did make some mistakes. Yep. And we'll look forward to next week and one week at a time.
1: So like be frank with me, do you hate Lockie Neal? No, I don't hate Lockie Neal. You just don't rate him. <laughs> I rate Lockie Neal. So if all right, so let's there say let's say Collingwood get to recruit one player for the grand final. Yes. Are you taking Travis Collier or are you taking Lockie Neal? <laughs>
2: Taking Lockie Neal Okay
1: Let's say (laughs) They get one player To play in their grand final Yeah, And it has to come Out of someone From this week's performances So they're only as good (laughs) As they performed this week Are you taking Travis Collier Or Lockie Neal Lockie Neal I rest my case Let's get to the interview And joining me today, it's someone I'm, I'm very excited to say uh, is is a friend of the show. Someone I'm very excited to to have the opportunity to get on via this podcast because he's been on a few times in the live streams. He he got picked up. He got his debut on the weekend. It's Cooper Hamilton from the GWS Giants. Cooper, how are you?
0: I am great. Even better for being on your head.
1: You really know how to make me blush, Cooper. Now. I want to crack straight into things um, because I I haven't spoken to you in an interview since since before the draft. So um, that that whole draft perspective, obviously, it's it's a rough year with COVID in the NAB League and, you know, you miss the national draft. You go on to get picked up in the rookie draft, but you're having to, you know, wait overnight, wait for the 11th pick in the rookie draft until your name comes up. Give me the entire run through of your draft experience.
0: Yeah, it was uh, (laughs) different the most. I went into the, the first night. Obviously, like, no, nah, there's not a chance i will go here. But you still hold on to the hope. And you're like, oh, maybe. Maybe it could happen. But no. Nah, first night, I was like, yeah, no drama. didn't get picked up. And second night, we got to like the back end of the draft. And I had my manager messaging me. And I was messaging him back. And I was like, he was still pretty confident that I'd go. And then one of the last picks was actually, I think, Cooper White from Geelong. And like I heard Cooper. And I was like, oh, my God. Finally. I've done it. And then, yeah, not to be. It was Cooper White. And then I won't be ashamed to admit that I did cry myself to sleep that night. I 100% did. And then the next day, I was me on the couch with my mate, and the rookie draft had started. And there's a couple of picks early that I was a chance to go, and I didn't happen to go. And then it came up with GWS, who had been talking to me a fair bit throughout the year but hadn't really given me any indication on what they were yeah. going to do. And just as I was because they don't like stream the the um draft, so you just got to refresh the the web page. And I'm refreshing the web page, and just as um, GWS is about to pick, because they go through the picks pretty quick. Um, Adrian Caruso, the head recruiter of GWS, rang me up, and yeah, the rest is history.
1: The rest is history and data. Obviously, you've, you've moved to Sydney, beginning life with the Giants. How was that transition into life in Sydney? Is it any different to, to where you were living in Victoria? And how have you found just, I guess, being out of the house, being your own man and being an adult, you know?
0: Yeah, well, I lived. I went to the boarding school, um, obviously, at Caulfield Grandma, so I was a little bit adjusted to living outside a house. But I didn't really have any personal responsibilities at so i didn't have to do my own cooking i didn't have to do my own washing and then as soon as i got up here yeah everything absolutely changed and i had to learn the hard way how to use the the washing machine i didn't even know how to use a washing machine and yeah i couldn't cook to save myself so um i'm slowly learning but i still suck and yeah sydney was a lot different to all my local town that's for sure but it's even different to melbourne but Everything's 100 mile an hour up here And they don't really care about footy So it's refreshing But it's very hard to adjust to That's, that's for sure
1: That's that's Peg what, what can you cook? What's probably the, the nicest dish That you can cook by now?
0: Well I have cooked chicken stir fry And Ooh. I cook it like in bulk And I've cooked it about five times I've not cooked anything else
1: <laughs> Just go and up chicken Who are you living with?
0: I live with Finn um, Callahan and Lecker-Lews. I've both drafted first round last year, and oh, they, they don't mind my chicken stir fry, they haven't said anything bad, but I think they're just been nice.
1: <laughs> are they better cooks
0: than you? Um, I don't actually know, <laughs> none of us really cook too much, it's it's pretty bad, we've got to get better, but Lek's a pretty good here. cook, and yeah Finn can cook up a nice salmon.
1: All right, so you've all got your one thing that you can cook. That's that's the minimum that you need. Now, for, for the Giants as a whole, it's um, it's been a pretty rough start to the season. Obviously, just two wins in the first seven games. But there's a lot of, I guess, you know, potential in this side. It's a side that we're in finals and very competitive last year. What's the morale been like within the team for a side that's, you know, got expectations to finish the season in the top eight?
0: Yeah, morale hasn't been like – everyone seems like, ah. Oh we've gone two and five, Like morale going to be like slowed down at the club, but it hasn't really changed. I mean, you look at the teams we've burst. I think three of the teams we've lost to are in the top four right now. So we've had a pretty like hard fixture and we've been on a plane pretty much every week. So we got a couple back-to-back home games coming up, which should be great. And, but like, you look at some of the teams we've lost to, Freeman, we, we should have won that game and they're in the top four. They're considered like quite some the second seed in the competition so I mean we're not in panic stations because we're a great side and we just need to get on top of our sort of our system and yeah it'll come after that I guess
1: Okay, and on your own footy, um, and I want to talk specifically about time trials, obviously, uh, you're quite gifted with your endurance. You uh, got the second best ever result for a draft combine 2K and you uh, back that up by breaking the Giants record by a whole 18 seconds. So, Timmy Toronto's broken the record as well, but he's had to settle for second best on the day. You come into the side as a rookie, you know, there's maybe not as much expectation on you as there is the first round as we're coming in and you go out and put performances like that in the preseason – what kind of confidence does that give you heading into the season?
0: Yeah, well, coming in your first day and running like beating the record it wasn't something I set me set me goal for, but geez, it makes you makes you fit in a little easy. Everyone comes up here, you get to know everyone pretty quick, but no, it's just sort of I don't think personally that two K time really transfers to really you too much. It's I mean it's good to have aerobic fitness but that's not match fitness, like match fitness, so you still need to build that up. And, look, it, in some aspects it, it does correlate, but I wouldn't say it is too much. But, yeah, no, nah, that gave me, like, a sort of baseline of my fitness and sort of I was like, oh, I can, I can keep up with them at this stage and, like, I'm not too worried about falling behind. But there's so much more to footy than your ability to run. So I had heaps to sort of catch up on and still do. There's a lot that I still need to refine my will for the rest of me hopefully one career, but yeah, no, it was pretty great coming in and performing pretty well on that. It just gives you a bit of bit of confidence going into everything else you got to do.
1: And you've got a few handy games under your belt in the VFL. Obviously, the Giants are performing quite admirably there, and you yourself had been performing quite well. Did you have any inkling or feeling or any suggestions that you were close to a debut? And talk us through that moment when you did get the call-up for the debut.
0: Yeah, I didn't really have... Or the day I actually got told that I was going to play, I had absolutely no idea. So I'd been told like the past couple of weeks, oh, your time will come. Don't just worry about playing some good footy in the VFL, which I was just... I wasn't really focused on getting a game. It was more just having some fun, winning games in the VFL. But yeah, when it did get cold out, it was an absolute whirlwind. Um, I honestly probably can't remember the 72 hours after that, even the game, I I was watching a couple of the highlights of the game just to going over vision and stuff, and some of the things I watched, I was like, oh, did I do it? was I there when that happened? <laughs> but there's just some, like, I don't know how to explain it, but just the hype and stuff, you just get caught up in it. You just forget everything because so much is happening. And, yeah, I I can't really explain what it was like. It was pretty surreal, that's for sure.
1: And as far as game ones go, it was... um. Uh, It was a pretty good run. Obviously, you guys got a pretty big win. But you also actually got the opportunity to take on, um, you know, a very good friend of yours and the man that you've named the smelliest man in the country. Uh, What's it like (laughs) going out for game one and, you know, seeing your good mate Joshua Shelley on the opposing team?
0: Yeah, well, we didn't really talk about the game too much before going into it. It was more just like, oh, it's pretty funny we'll be playing against each other. But when we got out there, I don't think we said a word to each other the whole game. Like it was all business. <laughs> it was pretty much, I was trying to like psych him out, but he was not giving me a bar. I wasn't giving him a bar. And then after the game, he was pretty grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I, wanted to, I wanted to have, a, yeah, I wanted to have a chat with him, but obviously, you lose the game, yet. you're not not very happy. But now nah, we caught up like after like that night and I got to see him a fair bit, which was great. But yeah, as you said, it's couldn't ask for a better like, place to debut and person to debut against. But I played a lot of footy with him and to play against him for once was, yeah, pretty crazy. He almost kicked a snag on me, which I'm lucky in this it. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't hurt the end of it if he did. But, yeah, no, it was pretty crazy and something I remember for the rest of my life.
1: Well, you could probably pin him missing that too, uh, your pressure, because obviously you said you don't really remember much of the game itself, but um, you ranked elite in disposal efficiency, intercept marking, and pressure acts. So how did you rate your own performance coming out of that game?
0: Well, you say I ranked elite in disposal efficiency, but all I can remember from the game was when I took a mark in our D50, he turned around and shanked a kick <laughs> and almost gave him a goal. So I don't remember any other kick I had but that. No, I was look. I was happy with my game. All I wanted to do was sort of win the game. I didn't really care how I performed, but to have an okay performance sort of just makes you even happier at the end of the day. Yeah, and, and it's, go on. Sorry, yep. Oh, and I was just going to say that that's all I really wanted.
1: Okay, and as far as the rest of the season goes, um, a game against Geelong this week, and a bit of an uphill battle for the side to claw its way back into the top eight. How's the outlook on the rest of the season from both a personal perspective for your own footy and for the team itself?
0: Oh, for the team, it's more, we know we can do it. We've got the talent. We know our system works against the best sides. It's just a matter of grinding it out for the rest of the season, getting all the little wins along the way and put it, taking the harder route on the way because we could win, well everyone says it, but we could win the rest of the game for the rest of the season. Like, there's not, nothing saying we can't, although it would be hard and that would put us right up there but yeah, it's pretty much just staying as consistent as we can throughout the rest of the year and then hopefully by the end of it, we're sitting in that top eight come final time. Okay. And um, yeah, personally, I just want to try to play as much senior football as I can if I I get the boot after a little while. I just have to work my butt off again in the VFL and hopefully get another opportunity.
1: Okay, and finally, and most importantly, um, jumper numbers aren't as big a deal in AFL as it is in you know many other sports. But as far as iconic jumper numbers go, I guess especially within um, you know people of a certain age and a certain demographic. um, Receiving the number 43 at GWS, it's, it's a pretty big honour. Did you feel any immense pressure or expectation to live up to the legacy of the man you've uh, quite controversially named for the number one podcaster in the game over um, yours truly? Um, <laughs> and that being uh, Dylan Buckley.
0: Yeah, there was enormous pressure. Nah, he's, he's been a legend to me ever since I thought he got to the club and was announced I was around 43, but. Yeah, there was pressure. I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to play well for him. I wanted to hold up the good reputation of the forty three, but nah, it's it's just a good good bit of fun. Knowing that you got someone like Dill Buckley in your corner backing you the whole way. That's that's pretty special. And yeah, sorry about calling him the best podcaster, but sometimes you just gotta you gotta stick fat with the ones, you know.
1: Yeah, no, you've said it. Um, It hurt, and I still haven't managed to get that knife (laughs) out of my back just yet. But, Cooper, um, once we finish, I'll go digging for that knife. But it's been such a pleasure to to have you on. It was so great to see you out there for game one. And um, hopefully, there's so many more along the way for you, and we've got so many more of these to go.
0: Nah, thank you very much. I look forward to being on again sometime if you let me.
1: (laughs) All right, well. Uh, After a little bit of discussion between us about Matthew's votes and a a great little interview there, we will uh, round out this week's episode. I'd just
2: like to say... (laughs)
1: Say what you like, mate, please. I really want to hear this. I'd
2: like to uh, formally (laughs) apologise to the players that didn't get votes. And, look, you know, I've just gone with my thoughts. Upon reflection, there were definitely some issues in there. (laughs) I stand by the Collier vote. I think he deserves it. I think he's phenomenal And I think he was a crucial part Of that Dockers victory And Brisbane Neil was a massive Massive part of that victory And unfortunately He probably should have been in the votes But he wasn't Dylan Moore Maybe he should have missed out I don't know But we live with it We learn and we move on
1: And the fact you said That Steve Cornelio was stiff You said your two Like honourable mentions Were Blake Akers oh. and Steve Cornelio And not Lockie Neil.
2: Neil's around the
1: mark Holy, let's move past that before I just full-on have an aneurysm. Port vs Bulldogs, 5.30pm at Adelaide over on a Friday night. This could be something. Maybe. The, the, the position these two teams are in, this could be something. It could be. Uh, it's interesting. Are Port back? Uh, we don't know yet what's going on with the Bulldogs. I think a lot of people are forgetting that the Bulldogs aren't really in the eight.
2: Yeah. Dixon like, apparently is not far away along with Fantasia.
1: Yeah, so... Yeah, they, they, look, this could be a very interesting game. It could toss up a very interesting result. You feel like two teams that are in you know, pretty similar positions in terms of the fact that they both want to be premiership contenders. I think Port just had a worse start to the season, but now all of a sudden they're in a very similar position to the Bulldogs. So yep. you, you think could be an interesting game. Um, who are you saying takes this one, though? I am know the Dogs, and I, I just feel like they're going to get it done pretty comfortably.
2: Yep. I, I just... As much as Port won on the weekend, it was just such a scrappy arm wrestle. And Port will get a bit of confidence out of it. Yeah. I just feel like the dogs will come over and I reckon they'll get it done.
1: Yeah, that said, St. Kilda, they're still a pretty good side. They are. They are. And I'm going to tell you something. Port Adelaide are the favourites for this match, according to Tab Touch. Really? $1.86. The dogs at $1.96. So, very interesting one. Um... Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it goes. I think I think Port could take this. I think this is where Port bounced back, and I think they go on a little run from here. I think Port Adelaide win this game. Wow. Um, this next game, I don't even know if we have to dissect. Fremantle beat North Melbourne six forty p.m. at Optus Stadium. You give Fremantle a Friday night game, and you make it against North.
2: Freo win this very very. You give comfortably. them a Friday
1: night game,
2: and you make it against North yep. Melbourne. And then in saying that, they've released the next four weeks of fixtures. Fremantle, the only team in the eight, they're not get a primetime game.
1: Does that mean no Saturday night games either? I'll have to check. Or just they no Friday night games. Definitely night game. no Friday night. But West Coast did. I mean, Against look, Essendon. You're kidding. Yeah, West Coast play Essendon. I think it's between round 12 and 15 or That's something like disgustingly that. disgustingly dark. Yeah, they get a Friday night game. You see what West Coast did. Dischar- I think the AFL should be allowed to change fixtures.
2: Well, it, it is a floating fixture now. They are. Oh well, change they, that.
1: They've done this recently. Get this rid of that. Oh, this that would have been announced literally during no, the week. That, yeah, that wasn't. No, that was announced last week uh, when they released the next uh, yeah. four rounds of fixtures after the ones that were already confirmed. Because so many hadn't been confirmed yet. Wow, well, Fremantle versus North Melbourne. Fremantle are paying a dollar oh eight. North Melbourne are paying eight dollars fifty. Don't bother putting your money <laughs> on that. Put it on Fremantle dollar eight if you want. I don't care, but don't bother putting your money on North.
2: So West Coast get a Saturday night game this week against Brisbane at the Gabba.
1: They should. They don't deserve that. Put them Sunday hours Richmond versus Collingwood's Saturday morning. That's going to be a belter. I reckon that could be a very good game. Why would you not put that on a Saturday night? Who
2: knows? I, who knows? Why we'll Col- has
1: Collingwood been shafted with a Sunday morning followed up by a Saturday morning? They're in the 8th.
2: Friday... Yep, Friday 24th of June, West Coast and Essendon. 18th versus 16th going on the current ladder. Oh, it's going to be a beauty. You
1: little ripper, dipper. Can't wait for that one. Uh, yeah, free metal. Um, Yeah, they beat North convincingly. Saturday, Richmond will be taking on Collingwood, 11.45am at the MCG. Richmond going at $1.50, Collingwood $2.63. This could prove a very interesting game. Richmond, they're outside of the eight, but only yeah. by a game. They're another team where, are they out of the premiership window? Are they still in one? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think it's premiership window. But also, once you make finals, anything goes.
2: Yeah, look, I think Richmond, they love getting things right at the back end. Yeah, If they stay close enough to the eight and keep winning games, I think they could still cause it
1: some damage. It does look like Dusty's back this week. Just from all reports, it looks as though Dusty will be back this week. Could I mean, be Great wrong. for Dusty. Yeah. <laughs> someone asked... Uh, uh, Dima, he was like, Oh, is Dusty gonna make his way back through the VFL? And he laughed. And yeah, he laughed. <laughs> is Dusty gonna make his way back through the VFL? Imagine you're in the twos and you're lining up on Dustin Martin. <laughs> a fully fit Dustin Martin. He's just had some time off for mental uh, mental health reasons, which he has every right to do. But yeah, Richmond oh, I reckon Richmond take this one at a dollar fifty over Collingwood at two sixty three.
2: Yep. Uh, I'm gonna go the pies, obviously, but yeah, big game, really big game. It, yeah,
1: it, it's got a lot riding on it for such an early fixture in terms of round eight.
2: So not to not to barge in, I've just gone through and looked at the Dockers fixtures. Yep, I can tell you, after this Friday night game against North, the next one, two, three, four, five, five rounds, they do not play a game in the night time.
1: At least that means no Sunday night.
2: So they play a Sunday morning, a Sunday Arvo, a Saturday Arvo, Sunday Arvo, Saturday Arvo. Wait, does that Saturday mean it's still morning. last
1: games on the Sunday? Yes. Oh yuck, stop. So
2: they've got even Collingwood Frio, which would be a pretty pretty good You've
1: game. You've got one of the most exciting up and coming teams in the entire league. It's a joy. They're third right now, and you're just saying give them Sunday Arvo's. The
2: big clash. Melbourne versus Frio, two thirty on a Saturday Arvo.
1: I mean, look, it's not look, horrible, but, like, It's not horrible, but I know a lot of people are busy on 2.30 mm, on a Saturday.
2: Frio-Brisbane, last game on a Sunday.
1: Why is Brisbane getting shafted with I that? I don't just, know. Like, they've got Brizzy-Sydney, they Brizzy oh. last game on a Sunday. Then they think, oh, we'll give them West Coast on a Saturday night. And then, yep, Frio, nah, we'll make that Sunday. Carlton-Frio, Saturday morning. This is... This is a joke. I don't... Duh! Yeah, no, fair enough. That's the right response. Sydney versus Gold Coast, though. Eleven forty-five a.m. at the SCG. Sydney at a dollar nineteen. Gold Coast at four dollars seventy-five. Uh, Shout out to the Gold Coast Suns fan squad. That was uh, the, the Gold Coast Suns cheer squad that was at the game today as yeah, a they part had a of um, yeah, um, a, a, as a part of footy posting um, on Facebook. there's a lot of those boys, they they had a crack. They went out there. They opened a footy pack um, as the big group. Um, they got around that. It was just nice to see, um, you know, the boys having a good time.
2: Yeah, I liked it. Uh, this game, Sydney Gold Coast. Sydney win. Yeah,
1: I, I'd love to see the Suns get up. They've done it before against the Swans. They have, in worse positions in than worst, they're in now. In worse, positions. Levi Casbolt, oh, he's looking good. He's yeah. looking good. He like, like, physically, Levi Casbolt, he's a very attractive man. Yeah. I never noticed. Like, have you ever just looked at Levi Casbolt? The beard, the facial yeah. structure, the hair's perfect, the beard's well-trimmed, he's got good muscles. A good tan, and I'm thinking, wow, that's a handsome man. He is. 190 odd centimetres. Wow, he's... Wow, his wife... He's a catch. He's a catch. I'm pretty sure he's got a wife, and she has to be punching above her weight. There's no way she isn't. He'd be top three most attractive men in the <laughs> AFL. Good Him, ball. Jack Steele. Couldn't think of the third one off the top of my head. Yeah. Probably Clayton Oliver. Yeah. Um, But, yeah... Sydney take this one. Um, GWS taking on Geelong, 2.35pm at Marnica Oval. Maybe if GWS are getting on a run, this could be good. In Marnica? Yeah. Uh, they're paying $2.02. Geelong paying $1.80. I've just seen the odds for the next game. I can't wait to tell you that one. Mm. Um, but GWS versus Geelong, 2.35pm at Marnica. Could be an interesting one, but I can't see Geelong dropping another game after Frio. I'm going the Giants.
2: I maybe Maybe Geelong are a about to... Maybe you think they've expired? To fall? Uh, I mean, they always prove us wrong, so they probably will, but maybe it's time.
1: Yeah, I think Geelong take this one. I think GWS still make it a good contest. Though. I think they take a lot of confidence from that game against the Crom. I think... <coughs> mm, you know what? Yeah, it's the draw. Draw? It's the draw. They've drawn before. It is. It is the draw. GWS, they have a history of drawing, GWS. They, they draw a lot, they and uh, so they they keep that up. This is the draw two thirty five p.m. on a Saturday. If you want to see the draw, tune in. Uh, not the next game, but uh, the game before that is when the the game after that is when the bad odds will be. But Essendon vs Hawthorne, five twenty five p.m. Essendon two dollars eighteen, Hawthorne at dollar seventy. Those are good betting odds. Yeah, those are good betting odds. It's a very open game, but if I've learned anything from my time sporting Hawthorne, when we're performing above expectation. We will always put out a good performance to a good side, and then do shit against a shit side and lose. Essendon win this one. I I don't know how we're going to drop them. I don't know how we're going to. what you I don't know how we're going to let it slip, but we somehow always look. Maybe new coach, new era. Maybe this is just me being a pessimist rather than an optimist.
2: It would be a real Hawthorn thing to do. The uh, whole it, recent Hawthorne times.
1: It would be extremely Hawthorn to just. Put Dishy out a few good performances, beat Geelong in Geelong, you know, take it to Melbourne. You know, we put up a really good performance against Sydney up until the end, and then we would just like get run over by Essendon. Like how we got run over by St Kilda. I'm not saying St Kilda's a bad side, but we just have a history yeah. of doing something like that. Um, Hopefully, we've already got that away out of the way by getting run over by the Saints, but I just don't have the confidence, unfortunately. And I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with that.
2: Essendon desperately need a win. They
1: do. Uh,
2: I'll go. The Bombers.
1: Uh, no, no, you shouldn't have said that. You should have said Hawthorne and given me confidence. No, I, um, okay, Hawthorne. No, now I know. Draw, right. draw. No, we can't it. have two draws. We can. That's Hawthorne it. love a draw. Every game here is a draw. Hawthorne um, love a draw. Tell me what's not going to be a draw. Saturday night footy at its best at the Gabba. Oh no. Brisbane taking on West Coast Eagles and if you ever wanted to, to bet on a smokey. What are they going at? Brizier at it a dollar oh two. A dollar oh two? A dollar oh two West Coast? Fourteen dollars.
2: Fourteen dollars? I don't know
1: if I've ever seen odds that
2: large. But I've lived through the years of Melbourne just losing by hundred points everywhere. I don't remember being that. I, I don't think West Coast can win. I nearly would just go and
1: chuck $5 on just in case. 14. The line is 60.5.
2: Fuck, you'd bet them on, a, on them at the line.
1: At a ninety. the line's 60.5. Oh, yeah, the, the line could be cheeky. Yeah. The line could be very cheeky. I don't mind the line, but betting on West Coast at $14, you're playing a risky game. I don't wow. even know if we need to talk about this this much. I, I'm saying Brizzy win this. Wow. <laughs> Yeah Yeah Holy crap um, Do you want to tip this game? The the Brizzy West Coast game Or should I just put burned. you down and, Yeah okay <laughs> um, Two games on the Sunday Which I'm not happy about I love watching footy on a Sunday Because Sundays are usually my most free And I've the, gone the double
2: Friday night Yeah
1: My As a person That, that I am I'm not going to watch two games on a Friday I'm not going to get that opportunity I have to pick between one of them Like I can watch the end of one But maybe I want to watch the whole of one Yeah And then I'll only see half the other I love nothing more than just being able to tune into the footy on a Sunday. They've taken that away from me. That's my basic right as a human being to finish the weekend with some footy after a big Saturday. Yeah. And I, I've got a big Saturday, so I might only see one of those games if I'm lucky. Hopefully it's not Brisbane versus West Coast that I end up seeing. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But, yeah, flat that we've only got two games on this Sunday. That said, they could be some very good games. Melbourne versus St Kilda, eleven ten a.m. Now Ooh. Saints, you know they copper lost a port. There
2: could be the chance to, you know,
1: they want to dish it back up. A dollar thirty Kilda, St Kilda three fifty five. They could be the ones to knock them off. Like, yeah. there's no reason Max King can't step up. Jack Higgins can't step up to get through Melbourne's forward line, um, and even down back like a Dougal Howard.
0: You yeah. know,
1: you feel like he could play a very good role on a on a good forward. So yeah, there's there's a lot of great options here for St Kilda.
2: Yeah, I'm going to gonna tip the Saints, I think. I'm going to vet the Saints to I, get up. I like that.
1: I like that a lot. I don't think I'm entirely on them. Okay. But I'll tip them. Okay. I'm not entirely on them, but I'm going to tip them because you feel you just always have it in you, especially in a season, as long as the AFL is, you've got to drop one eventually. Yeah, yeah. A- and, you know, at this stage, maybe why not? But I think St. Kilda could do it. Yeah. I'm not fully on it, but I think they could, and I like that. All right. Finishing the round, Carlton taking on the Crom. Another one that could dish up an interesting result, if, unless the Crom rock up like they did yeah. against GWS. But 2.40pm at Marvel. Carlton dollar $1.32. The Crom $3.40. Another one where at $3.40 you're thinking... Is there a chance? Yeah. It, it's, you know, it's a risky one, as $3.40 would suggest. But you, you know that the Crom's best this year has been good enough to take it to top sides or to sides that have been at the top as of late but you just don't know what you're going to get. Tex could obviously go out and get firing and be a match winner. There's so many endless opportunities for this game. Ben Keys has been phenomenal. That said, Kripper, Kennedy, Chera, Hewitt will be back. How good was Jack Carroll on debut? Yeah. You know, Yeah, you think Carlton should take this. Yeah, I'm going to tip the Blues. I'm much more off Crom than I am St. Kilda in terms of these Sunday fixtures.
2: A quick question for you in regards to fixtures. I'd like you to ask it. Um, so, obviously, we... I know when Thursday night's footy's on, yep. don't mind it. Like, I don't really care either way. Like, if it's on, I'll watch it. If it's not on, like, I'm not, like, where's my Thursday night footy? Yeah. I'm I'm annoyed that they keep the wee weeks where they have it, and then there's just like, three-week patch where they won't, and then they're going to return it for it. Yeah. Make a decision. Yeah. Either have Thursday night footy or don't have it.
1: That's my thoughts. I Look, Thursday night footy's cool and all. And I know a lot of people say, oh, br- bring us Thursday night footy. You know, it's like the weekend coming early. But it's not. It's a false perception. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, I get a few hours where I get this, you know, th- this belief that, that we're <laughs> close in a few hours of joy on my Thursday. And, look, Fridays at work feels like a write-off anyway. Yeah. Which, you know, it shouldn't because, for me, at work, Friday's are our busiest day. Um, but, you know, it feels like a write-off because it's like, oh, weekend's coming up. Let loose. Whatever I do wrong, that's Monday me's problem. Yeah. Like, I don't have to deal with that for another two days. That's so far ahead in the future. Yeah. That's like worrying about climate change. Yeah. Which is preposterous, as we've said um, on this channel.
2: Many times.
1: We're actually big advocates for climate change. Yeah. Among many other things. We can, What are we saying? We're pretty progressive. Yeah, we're pretty... I'd um, say we're like top 10 most progressive podcasts.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that.
1: Yeah. So... We've got that going for us. Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm off Thursday night fixturing. I'd rather the five on the Saturday, the three on the yep. Sunday, the one on the Friday. But if the AFLW does start in August, as it's slated to, um, which still isn't confirmed. They need to make
2: it. They need to announce it. Yeah. Because all these women players, like, do they start preparing? I'm sure they will yeah. in anticipation. And, but
1: they've all also got their state leagues that yeah. they're going back to playing. And it, it feels very weird. It's like, yeah, what do they tell work? Exactly. They've all got jobs on top of this. Like, uh, look, maybe we're more stressed about it than they are. Mm-hmm. Maybe they – because the, the ones I've spoken to seem pretty confident it's starting in August. Yeah, um, It does seem pretty – the girls i was spoken to seem pretty confident the draft's in early June as opposed to July or August, which would make you think that, you know. But, yeah, I think they just need it. they need to come out and tell us, make the f- fixtures – and then I'd be happy with a Thursday night fixture, you know, uh, a Friday night women's and men's game, you know, two, a double header Friday night where you can catch the end of one and, you know, the end of another. Yeah. And then we have all these games on our Saturdays and our Sundays and some will overlap. But, you know, there's multiple channels for Fox that are on KO as well. So people have the option. And I think, um, unfortunately, at the start, I think it'll result in sort of lowered crowds for the women's games. Um, it depends how they do it. If they do sort of double headers at the ground, uh, it'll be interesting. But yeah, I don't know how they intend on doing it. There's a lot of uh, opportunities a lot of different avenues they could go down, but they just need to announce it. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Anyhow, that is us for uh, for the podcast. It's been it's been so great to have you, Matthew, as always, um, right after the footy's done. It's been so great to be joined by Mason Cox um, in life-size cardboard cutout form, as per usual. Uh, Sam Walsh and David Mundy in not-so-life-size uh, bobblehead form. Um, and to all the players who donated jumpers, um, as Off. I will be looking to finish this wall where we're almost done. I think we only need about three more, no, four or five more jumpers, hang a couple up. So very exciting times here at footy on studios that goes by no other name. Um, it's been such a pleasure, Matthew. I'll see you doesn't next night. No, it doesn't. Okay. I'll see you next week, Matthew.
2: Bye. Hayden.